When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. New edition of the Winning Plays Podcast is here. Chris Forsberg of NBC Sports Boston is here. I'm ready to be angry! And we have a series. We have a series, Chris. Two to two. A dogfight of a battle between two teams despite a 40-point differential per Sean Grandy. He pointed that out last night on Twitter here. And I don't know, Chris, I don't know. We, we're, we're 12 hours out from that um, finish, but we're, we're I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Where, where, where do we start here? Yeah. So I trying to digest it. And even I, I sat down to write this morning and I'm like, all right, we're all angry with the, the execution on the final plays. Like, why does this bother me so much? Right. Like, and I, all I keep going back to is two things as my lights go out of my, my little, for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, so I think two things bother me is that one, we've heard for six months how Joe Mazzulla doesn't want to call timeouts because he wants his team to learn how to thrive in high pressure moments. They suck in Nailed high it. pressure moments. And so, you know what? Maybe just start calling the timeouts and see what happens. Like Doc Rivers called the timeout, drew up a pretty good play, got them the go ahead bucket, which shouldn't have happened. Uh, and so, you know, Maybe instead of pocketing these things, just go ahead and, and roll the dice and, and see what happens. I thought he was getting better at it as the year went on, maybe at least in terms of the runs. Um, but when they limp into that set with 19 seconds to go, I was ready to launch my laptop. Like if I, if stupid basketball mind me knows that's unacceptable, how does no one on that team catch themselves in that moment? And I, and so for me, that's the other bigger picture here is the Celtics do not have a, any sense of urgency, whether it is with the final play of a game or the way they've treated this season. And so didn't have we learned nothing from last year about complicating your path and adding extra minutes? And it doesn't sound like much. They're going to win this series. They're probably going to be in the NBA finals. But at some point, I worry that it's going to catch up with them. And so I, I know I sound like a broken record at this point after losses, but it's just flabbergasting to me the way it continues to unfold. And especially with, you know, it's your three, your, your three key personnel, like your coach, Jason and Jalen that made the mistakes and everyone else deserves some level of, of, of blame for it, but it just, it's baffling that it starts there. in that moment. Yeah. It starts there last night. Those, that, those are three, no matter how you want to dice up the, the blame pie, like those three guys are getting the biggest chunks last night in game four. Um, yeah, let's let's start. What the made you, what, l- 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 yeah, okay. So I was gonna say, I don't know, I don't know I, if, if one thing made you more mad than another, but go for it. It's 
the timeout, I'm with you in terms of the like the Jalen mistake is was clearly the more egregious mistake in terms of being 100%. like you're up to your there. There's so many levels of being like you're up to one. Number two, that James Harden guy, he's he's been pretty good today. You pride on 39 points. You pride on William. And you know, who has been struggling down the stretch. Joel Embiid. Like, well, maybe like like one of five and the two of six in the fourth quarter in overtime. Like. Maybe you take your chances there in a two K. That's that's the obvious. That's a low hanging fruit. Jalen's like off ball defense has always been kind of like mm-hmm. a weak spot, I think, and that you know showed itself at the worst possible time on that front. And think about how that, ironic, how ironic in a series which his defense has been right. sort of championed as the the thing that swung it that his defense on Harden in the last play. Uh, it's just it's just like it's, it's ironic brutal because you're right. It, that that was easily this is the best defense series of his career. This would have been like a trademark situation for him now. All you always gonna remember from the series defensively for him, if depending on how the next two games go, is, is that mistake. Um, and the other weird thing about that sequence that I wrote about on Mass Live today was them opening up that play out of the timeout with Smart on Embiid in that spot, which led to the Tam switch. So they like got the switch anyway. My thing was like Horford had done an amazing job on Embiid in the fourth quarter. So what? Like, yeah. what I, I don't. I, I don't have an answer for you. I, I I watched the play back and I kept trying to figure out what the Celtics were trying to accomplish with the switch. And I don't know how Al Horford doesn't end up as the defender in that situation. And I'm, look, I'm fine with Tatum. Um, I'm probably fine with Smart considering the way Embiid was struggling. You just can't. There was one thing they couldn't do. They couldn't, or two things. They couldn't foul Embiid on an attempt and they couldn't give up a three-pointer. And one of those two things happened. And it's just one. I I, I wonder with Jalen's like decision. You like, if Horford's there, he probably doesn't come over. As far mm. as he doesn't like, and that doesn't take Jalen. Like Jalen still takes the full blame here, but you're just like looking at it from a big picture, somewhat more defensible, somewhat more it, defensible, yeah. a little bit, yeah. But still, like Jalen's wrong instincts there were like, all right, a smaller guy has Embiid. We have to throw a double here. That's what we've been doing all game, except when you're up to with twenty seconds left, you don't do that. Whatever. And, cre- that's not- and cre- credit to Embiid. That's a tough pass. Yeah, tough pass. Credit to Harden. Wasn't an easy catch and shoot. Like Jalen still contested it good. And yet the fact that you allowed yourself to get to that position is what like so okay. I don't know how much coaches have to this isn't, you know, youth basketball or high school basketball or whatever. I don't think the coach needs to sit in the huddle and be like, look, guys, there's one thing we can't do on this play. But do you think do you think it's stress? <laughs> do you think it's like I'm not taking any chances. I'm like, all right, you idiots. You you, you you keep making the, these these errors. So I'm just going to tell you. You might sound, you might get mad at me for telling you this, but don't give up a three-point shot. That's the only thing we can't do here. Even if they hit it, we'll tie. We'll have a chance to win it on a final possession, but just can't let them get ahead. And they did. It's, again, when 40 minutes, 45 minutes, these guys are gassed. They're like, that... Maybe that stuff was even said to them on the bench period, and he just Jalen just like forgot. Who knows? But yeah, it, it's that is like just basketball one on one stuff. With that said, the timeout situation bothers me more. A day later, it's still a yeah. situation, and I'll tell you why. It's you. I mean, you laid it out perfectly in terms of like the tracker here. This exact situation, Chris. I actually went back and looked. This has happened four times this year. <sighs> four times, and I'm going to run through them quickly here. Go for and it. And to get your. Hold on, hold on while I get something breakable. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with a, a positive when this happened. Celtics down to at Staples Center. I'm not going to call it the crypto in, in LA yeah, against yeah. Lakers. 
They're down to, you know, that mad comeback at the end of regulation yep. there. Tatum turnaround baseline. They got the ball. 25 seconds are down to no timeout. Tatum took that jumper with 17 seconds left on the clock. Got right into it. Back to LeBron down. Got it up. Great. Perfect execution if you're not going to call timeout there. Couple next month. Down in Miami. Celtics get the ball back. Down to 20 or down. Yeah. Down one. I'm sorry. 20 seconds left. Tatum dribbles the ball down to five seconds. Makes that ill-advised cross-court pass. When they All got right. the double team coming, Celtics lose. Turnover, no shot, no nothing. Lose by three. Same situation in Milwaukee. The mm. night before the All-Star break. Everyone's out that night. They kind of, yep. you know, put in. Celtics down two with 25 seconds left at the end of overtime. No timeout call. Celtics again run the clock down to three seconds. Have nothing going on. Grant Williams turnover. Don't get a shot off. They lose again. And again, one more time, the following month against the Knicks at the end of regulation, they waste 10 seconds bringing the ball mm-hmm. down the court. Event, Joe Muzo calls him out there because they don't even know what play they're running. Right. And then they only get one shot off to get in bit. And the thing that bothers me about all these spots, Chris, you get, you give yourself, you have 20 seconds, 25 seconds on all this occasion for you to get up one shot in all this, these situations is against like math. Like what, what do you want? You want more chances this hasn't worked in the regular season. It didn't work. Obviously, you get in game four. So I just don't know, like, like and, and to your point, like, they didn't learn their lesson. Like, we know they're not good at this. Like, so when, right. at what point do we give in? And, and here's the other thing. How many times this year have they taken just, like, the absolute worst possible shot with, like, 30 seconds on the clock because they're so hell-bent to get a two-for-one? They're so, like, right. crazily aware of the clock at the end of the first and third quarter. And yet... Like, we get to the fourth quarter, and there is just no urgency. It's like they just completely lose their focus and their their ability to know what to do in that moment. And it's not like it's a this-year problem either. Like, I feel yeah. like, you know, it's it, this has been going on for a while. And so, Joe, I understand Joe's philosophy completely. Like, you're you're trying to empower your players. They, they, haven't, they haven't grasped that power, and right. they don't know what to do in that moment yet. And so sometimes you just have to be the adult in the room and be like, you know what? I don't care. You know, you're just going to sit you down. I'm going to draw something up. It might just be, it might be the same play, but you, at least in that moment, you got to say, go quick. At least give yourself a chance for a putback. At least give yourself a chance to, you know, if you go quick you, and you miss, you can still foul three point game. You're still going to get another crack at a three pointer. The not getting a shot off and it not being the first time they get a shot off, which and some of those I blissfully, forgotten uh or blocked from my memory but uh yeah the four times they didn't get a shot off they didn't get a shot because there's a turnover or, or just after like, it's truly remarkable it, it i just i've run out of words like I, it, that was the one thing i kept coming back to this morning and I, I didn't want to use it because it's it's the most hackneyed uh tactic in in writing but like insanity is is doing the same thing over and over again yeah. and expecting a different result Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
how are we at any point feeling like this is going to go better than it did to this point? They have not learned yet. And like, look, you can you can find instances where they didn't call timeout and it and it, it did go okay. Uh, what was it? Brooklyn game one last year. Tatum makes right. the layup. That was off a missed whole, shot, though. Totally different ball game, too. I yeah, think. right, 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 right. And so, um, my, my whole thing is, what what are your potential excuses for not calling a timeout? You didn't want Philly to stop. Who the hell are they putting in that you're so scared of defensively? Right. Like, are they going to put McDaniel's on the floor and all of a sudden now you're just yeah, like, like yeah, no to run? Like, come on. So I uh, I I don't know. I just don't. I just do not understand the logic. And you know, for me, it comes down to it's just. If this if this team as amazingly talented as it is has one fatal flaw, and I hope it's not fatal, um, I hope it's just you know complicating matters. It's that in those situations they just aren't themselves, and they've got to figure out how better to to navigate those. Because the fourth quarter was maybe some of their best basketball of the year, and it got all washed away with the with the dumbass plays and in, in the final minute. And we should end on that for a second too, in the end for like up five. Like one, mm-hmm. like just under two minutes left. And we had just not like a, a huge debacle, but clear missed opportunities. I think one thing that's going to fly on the radar there, and I want to like, Marcus Murray had a good game overall, but the one on one three on PJ Tucker yeah. up three in that spot with like 120 left, that was, that was the ultimate like, he was going for I, the kill shot. He was going for the kill shot. And, but that was a contested kill shot against like the Sixers' best defender. Like, right. Like that's not in beat, obviously. So that was yeah. a situation where I was like, okay, if you're if we're gonna do that, like, why don't you give it the ball to one of your all stars in that situation, like who have weaker defenders on? So that's that's one where, you know, he 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 shouldn't get too much flack for because of he did other good stuff at the end of the game, and you know the the end of shot regulation, like that three, that's totally fine. Like that's yeah, again, like you you don't want. If Smart's going to be on the floor, you're going to have to be comfortable taking that shot. And, I mean, we can get into the argument being like, okay, well, maybe you want to have, like, a better three-point shooter on the court in that top. Whatever. Like, time is running off the clock. You got a clean look. That's all you can hope for in a tie game. That's best-case scenario. But then between that and, like, getting Brogdon getting beaten a couple of times on the glass and right. PJ Tucker getting – it's like they, they should have wrapped it up in regulation. Mm. And that's and that's what I go back to. Or if Smart makes the the final shot, like it's so right. funny how different the the conversation is today. But ultimately, you know, these are the playoffs. They come down to sort of those moments at the end. All these games feel like they're going to be close. Who executes better? Who makes the good plays? And the Celtics just haven't done it. Um, it is funny. Like I've seen a lot of people upset that Smart took ten three pointers. Like, haven't we learned by now? If, if if the other team is trying everything to take Jason and Jalen out of the offense, like it's it's just going to be Marcus getting shots. And yeah, I want that proper balance too. Um, they've certainly got to find ways for Jalen to be more involved in the second half and fourth quarter and in these moments because it does feel like he's just sort of, you know, uh, off to the side and and not getting. I'd, love, I'd probably rather see a Jason Jalen pick and roll than a right? t- t- Tatum. Derek, Derek White, White pick and roll. Mm-hmm. But again, they were so scattered in that moment. It's almost like if they'd had some form of or mechanism to stop <laughs> play for a minute and, and come up with a better design. So yeah, it comes back on it. Like Joe's going to catch a whole lot of grief and he's going to be upset about it because we know how this works and he'll probably get snippy with us after they win game five. But like, I, I just don't think it's unwarranted. Mm-hmm. And I it was somewhat disappointing that while his – well, his two superstars owned it a little bit. I'm not sure he owned it as much as he could have. 
And hey, maybe that's just a pride thing. Maybe that's just a in the moment thing. It is hard after, you know, 10 minutes after a game to go to the podium and and admit that you, you, you did some missteps. But I just think it's pretty obvious to all of us that that could have been handled better. And, uh, you know, I would, I'd love to know, like the players didn't, didn't throw each other under the bus. Al was very, you know, went out of his way to make sure that the, to say the last play wasn't his, uh, an issue. He did seem a little bit more perturbed by Jalen's double, but even, you know, smart came right out after that and said, you know, I, I trust Jalen to make a read there. They just made a better one. Um, but yeah, I think in the moment you, you gotta be frustrated, you know, well, like how does this keep happening and, uh, why can't they avoid it? Because, just, just could have made your path so much. It's it's right there for him, just laid out. And I keep saying it. I, I understand. I, I want to be clear here. Like the, the playoffs are not easy, but they are so cl- much clearly better than the Sixers, especially with a somewhat hindered Embiid. And the fact that you've now allowed two crazy Harden games, foul trouble didn't help yesterday for Jalen. But you know, you've put yourself in a position now, best of three. And do we know for sure, like, Embiid's not going to go for 52 well, in one the of these? You open and the door we, for that now. Yeah. And and this is what I go back to. It's it's all about putting yourselves in the best position. And the Celtics, whether it's a late game or just the series in general, have really not done that well. And it's frustrating. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, post-game commentary in the locker room, that is as good as you're going to hope to get out of there. Like, you don't want, you know, you want to keep, pause after that because if if you don't then who knows what you're gonna look like after this one but but it comes off so hollow it does it really does because that's again the manner between those two games and game five against the hawks and it's just like right like and i I love al and al was awesome right you know in typical writer fashion i'm sitting there as we're talking to him and got the hard everyone's got the hard stuff out of the way what happened on the final shot what happened on the switch you know, and, and on a normal night, you'd be like, hey, that dunk, the shimmy. But like, no one wants to hear about that. No. And I get it. They had a lot of good, good moments in that fourth quarter. They can feel like they dialed in a little bit to something with Embiid. But I want to get too I want to get too happy about taking Embiid out for a quarter when he's still been super impactful. And the fact that he made the right play in a key situation right. and got that ball to hard. And so um, you just got to be just got to be dialed in a little bit more like just don't understand. I don't understand how a team can can go through what they did last year and just not be laser focused in this moment and uh, falls falls back on all of them. Like I'm I'm, I'm mad at everybody except Rob. <laughs> Rob's obviously Rob's obviously Rob, Rob around. All right, but he, so, even like, he could probably be more impactful. So no, I, right, I'm, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. everyone like there was a the first half of the bench was get a big old zero. Um, Rob included there. Um, but yeah, so let's look ahead to, to the rest of the series here. We like. Adjustment wise, I mean, Harden obviously with back, like, you know, he's going to have one of those games every what every third game now. I guess that, that's right. the trend in this series. So you, you so don't want go to have to deal with yeah. You got to get it would six. be one game. Yeah, so I mean, that would be the worst time for it to happen, right? Um, I think foul trouble certainly conspired against Harden against uh, Jalen defending Harden in the first half there, and I think that allowed him to get going. So yep. I think you stick with 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 what works there. Like you just hope. Al still super motivated and can kind of tap into a little bit of what they did in the fourth against Embiid. I, to me, I don't know if that was much of an adjustment. I just felt like Al did the playoff Al thing where he gets really hyped and has a really good stretch. I mean, did you? I haven't gone back and watched anything because like the the rest of the fourth quarter made me so mad. But was there anything you you saw that you were like, oh, they're they're doing this a little bit differently or 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 something that jumped out? No, I mean, I think it 
the flow of the game, it's just you have to read in terms of like what's working against Embiid and that in the spot like Embiid was getting smarter against the like smaller matchups and like mm-hmm. getting in deeper in the first half. So I think the Celtics wisely went back to Horford as much more and then Horford, you know, brought his a game in that fourth quarter and the team defensively, like, I mean, they only scored 24 points in that fourth. They, they, you know, they, they just went through their own little rut there at the beginning of it. Otherwise they could have built an even bigger league because the, the Sixers were kind of, you know, throwing up all over themselves, but it's interesting to see like adjustments wise from, from Philly, like McDaniels out of the rotation, Paul Reed already down to six minutes in that game. So they're really tightening things up in terms of yeah. their bench rotation. Um, and felt so like Joe did the same, like Grant only played what, six minutes or something yeah. like that. Didn't do got 12 Rob 14. Well, yeah. Right. So those both, and that's fine because those guys, I mean, you're going to hopefully get more out of those guys at home regardless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not going to those guys in the game when the offense isn't flowing and they weren't bringing too much to the table for that night. Like you get it, but you wonder now like, Brogdon defensively against Harden, he's had ups and downs mm. there. I think that was a rough one to him. I think, you know, you wonder how much you want to not hide Brogdon defensively, but if they're if that's the guy they're going to pick on with Harden, yeah, and that's going to be a thing to watch the rest of the series. I feel like, and so they got to find the spots for him. So, and, and again, if if they're playing Harden and Embiid big minutes, it's going to be hard to find those spots. But you know, especially in those moments, I don't feel like the Celtics bench. Brogdon had his moments and obviously in game three where it really helped stretch that thing out and, and, and get the Celtics to that win. Uh, the, the bench has to be more impactful, especially as the series comes back to Boston, you know, you got to win those late first quarter, early second quarter minutes. They didn't, I, I didn't go back and look at it, not in bead minutes, how those went. It felt like Celtics didn't make much hay, especially in, until the fourth quarter there. No, but man, you had that team on the heels. That building was quiet and yeah, you just could never quite, you know, hit the knockout. I was I was actually really impressed because it felt like they were just kind of getting stiff-armed all night, stiff-armed all night. It feels like when that happens during the season, this team just never quite makes the run or or it does, but it get, never gets over the, the, the three-point hump. Um, it was it was interesting to see them surge ahead and, and and it really felt like this was the series was over and and that the Celtics had, you know, sort of taken this thing and we're going to come home and finish it off. And now, just like you said, anything can happen in three games. You feel good that you have home court, but Man, you got to play like it. What's your confidence level? I'm pretty again. I've been super confident all series. I just think when you look at these teams, and maybe I'd feel differently if, if Embiid was completely healthy. But I mean, the Celtics are so much deeper, and maybe I, I guess that's not a huge thing in the playoffs because you're you're leaning on your stars, and their stars have. Is it fair to say their stars have been better because Harden has been way better than we probably thought. Yeah, like Jason and Jalen have been fine and good. I don't know if they've Jalen's defense has been awesome. Uh, but like Embiid's hindered and Harden is what he is, and yet they still had 76 points. So uh yeah, I just need I just need the Celtics to be a little bit more dialed in, uh, understand that they've put themselves in another compromising position and show the urgency that they they should have had in those moments. And just I don't know. I I should we root for the game to come down to a moment where they can show they've learned, or do we root for them to actually just blow doors so that I they think, don't have to go through that that situation? No, I think that's the that's certainly we've had enough of those moments now. I think where the blowing doors is the how this team gets <laughs> the to path. The yeah, that's the go, path. Before you go, I'll, I'll say this: the one thing that does give me confidence is that 
typically when there's been a moment like this, not only does the team respond, which we've seen the the, the game four against the Hawks, game six against the Hawks, game uh, two against the the Sixers, they always sort of come back from from these losses. But Joe is like a little more dialed in, and like he takes he takes it like he takes it as an affront to himself when that happens. I, this one, I think he can clearly take as like, okay, I messed that up. I need to be better. And somebody, I think he felt that a little bit after game one, when he kind of tried to take ownership and say uh, he didn't put his team in position to win. So uh, I, I suspect he will not be sleeping much the next 48 hours. And we'll, uh, we'll hopefully have this team a little bit more locked in for game five. Yeah. But to your point, the resiliency has been there all year long with this team, which is certainly a plus, but, it's but it shouldn't just, get to that it, point. Right. It's just, just it's just the the leaving the door open when it's like you have guys that can go nuts against you. And what if they do have a bad routine? They're just all sorts of areas. But at the same time, if the numbers are any indication of how things have gone, the rest of the series are any indication the Celtics still in pole position there. They they got back home court advantage in Philly. That was, you know, yeah. at the bare minimum with the goal needed to be around there. And now they have home court advantage for two or three against who knows what maybe, at least on paper, is the best team remaining in the NBA right mm-hmm. now. So, um, is there anyone else I can be mad at? I just feel like I mean, they I at least he played Derek White. He did yeah, put Derek, Derek White in over. Right, like what's not enough Derek White in the end of that game? Like when, when did he come in? That was that was the beginning of overtime, right? Like, well, I think he, I think he gets subbed in in crunch time at one point. I, I remember thinking, okay, Joe's learned. He's he's putting him back in there and and taking him Brogdon out so that he, they don't attack him defensively. And then I think he, uh, I think Alga credited with a block, but White was right there and kind of got a play out in transition. I was like, all right, here we go. They're they're gonna they're gonna take advantage here. Maybe that was overtime. It all blends together after I I had notes. Uh, but again, when I when I launched my computer, uh, from from the the bottom of the Wells Fargo Center. After that that final sequence, I, I lost everything. So here you go. So Derek White did not play for the final nine minutes of the fourth quarter. But they were down seven when he came out of the game. How then, do we not learn? I mean, I guess that, you know, it's but one it, of those but things. But on, on, on the other hand, it was some of their best basketball of the year. Right. So I'm not going like, to yeah, sweat not, it too much. Right. But for defense, you'd think having going to him for defense at the very end of regulation over Brogdon probably would have helped. Um mm. But uh, again, that's that's a little bit of I think nitpicking given that they yeah so that there. Brog that Brogdon in the core lineup, which has been pretty bad this year, yeah. was really really good in that fourth quarter. I haven't gone back and checked the numbers, but like I do think that was a positive that they played as about as good of basketball as they played together. Um, but yeah, I, I I I do find myself yearning for for the if there's one dude who tends to have, bring the basketball IQ and be in the right spots and do the right things, it's, it's Derek White. Um, and yet, you know, same deal. My, my lasting image is why is he the one setting the screen for Tatum in that, <laughs> in that instance? And, uh, well, beggars can't be choosers. At least it got him moving, uh, towards the rim. If he had just moved a half second, half second quicker, maybe, just, maybe we'd be, maybe don't wait for be a Tatum, cheerier podcast. Don't wait for Tatum to call for it. Just go set it. Be like, Hey buddy, go right. Go. You see that clock? Um, all right. Chris Forsberg, NBC sports, Boston. Check him out all week on the Celtics talk podcast and I'm pre and, Post game live. We'll be back with you guys after Pivotal Game 5 on Wednesday here on the Winning Plays Pod. Thanks for listening and look forward to talking to you guys then.